0: Good to be with you today, this day that the Lord has given to you and I, amen, we are blessed, we're alive, we're breathing, we move, we have our being in Him. If we'll agree with that, amazing things will begin to happen, relationships that need healing will begin to heal, your body that needs to be rejuvenated will be rejuvenated it's the lord's will that we prosper and be in good health anything other than that is not the truth amen and so let me encourage you today amen you have been chosen by god himself amen to be the vehicle by which he breathes through But you to catch that. It's very important. The wind blows where it wills, Jesus said. You hear the sound thereof. You cannot tell how it comes and goes. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. It's something about you being able to hear words articulated now from this body. There's breath in this body. And it is forcing its way against some very important parts in this throat that creates sound. Amen. And communicates something to us. And those words are powerful whether they're true or not. Well, yeah. words are powerful, they will take you over or take you under. Amen. Our life is a reflection of what we believe, and we're going to speak out what we truly believe. Amen. We may wish we didn't believe it before we say it or even after we say it, but the fruit and the consequences or the blessings will follow. That's how powerful we are, and the Lord wants you to know that he chose you to be the vehicle by which... He breathes, and your and mine willingness to yield to him has everything to do with what words come out. God is still creating. That's who he is. He's a creator, and he's come to a place where he didn't want to continue being who he is without relationship. (laughs) He wanted to do it with someone and he chose a bride and in choosing a bride, he wants to put her on display and he wants all of his creation to see and to know where his heart is. Does anybody want to say what your husband's saying? Now in our culture, some of the husbands need to get a revelation of who they are. I know wives. I understand. But our culture isn't God. It's just the God of this world, right? And so the God of this world has a lot of influence in the world. And when I am pulled into the world, the real source can't really have his way. So stupid happens. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Now, I haven't met a professed Christian yet that will say, I love the world. Amen? So how can we know that we might love the world? I'm glad you asked. Because if the love of the world is in me, then the love of the Father's not there, right? And so does anybody want to put the enemy on the run today? And you really want to agree with your father in relation to who he says you are. And you want to step it up, <laughs> you know, hey, Y'all, y'all going to find this out about me a little bit more as I get more transparent about the guy that I deal with in the mirror. I'm not talking about the body. I'm talking about the carnal nature that wants to come out of the grave all the time. And I have found out that I have worshipped my reason over God's truth before. I have found out that I have believed my report over his report before matter of fact, I've been finding out I've done a lot of that because the temptation to measure everything from knowledge and information does not stop. Does it the temptations there lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. One way or the other, we're listening to voice to a voice. Amen. We either hear his voice or we hear another voice that has masked the idea that it can be another voice other than mine. And I'll get pulled in to the world. Amen. And all this in the world. Let me read this to you so you'll know it's in the Bible. In John, first John two. two, first John two, and everybody today, your homework is to read the whole chapter at some point. I don't, make people, I encourage you to do that. You might find it interesting when you do in first John two, verse 15, <laughs> the author writes it this way. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the father is not in them for everything in the world. And we, we, addressed this here a couple of weeks ago. Everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. So when you talk about the world, you're talking about the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. That makes up the world. The world and its desires... Lust and pride pass away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. Amen. Uh, it's important you really catch this because here's the danger, y'all. I have a definition of lust and pride. And if I'm not careful, I will be tempted to take my mental awareness of the definition that I have of lust and pride and say, I got it. I can handle this. It's not going to have an effect on me. The enemy loves it when we go there because he's already won. Now, we we'll talk about who you really are, because we're talking about God's negotiators today. Christianese word, intercessors. <sighs> Got to catch this. Now I'm going to give you one method I've proven in the past. It's been quite some time, and as the Lord prompts me today, I'll tell you what He's telling me to tell you about me, so you can know that. This is how I got out of the ditch on that. And I'm still finding out I'll slip in if I'm not careful because logic is so attractive. Reason is so attractive. My mental awareness keeps pulling me in and it's really not my mental awareness. It's I'm under a spell. Amen. Pastor, here you are pastoring a church. Look. If I'm in the name of Jesus, God is number one, you're number two, and I'm a steward. And the only way God can really be effective with me is I've come by way of experience to tell you there's a better way. And he is the way, the truth, and the life. We have hope today. The best is yet to come. But there has been a time in my life where God wasn't number one in my, And I worried about some things. Anybody ever worried before? Worry is the evidence that the world is in there. And they got that worry got there because there was lust and pride. Yeah, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life is all that's in the world. Anyone here that is working hard to make sure you have food on the table, clothes on your back, and a house to live in, you're under the spirit and spell of the world. You love the world if you're working hard to put food on your table and clothes on your back. How did we get there? Look, the Lord says he's got that covered. He said, why are you worrying about something I know already know you have need of, and I want to give you more than enough. Now, either he lied or I'm believing a lie. One of the two. And so we can't serve the Lord because we're serving the world, trying to make sure we can have enough in the refrigerator, pay the light bill and, and take care of the necessities. So the love of the father is not where it belongs in my spirit. True. And so if I'm busy trying to take care of me, that means I'm not letting him take care of me because I doubt it. Don't, it don't add up. My reason doesn't match his truth. And so I worship my reason More than I worship Him, and He's wanting to prove that He loves me, but I won't let Him. I'm the one in charge. I've got to work. We don't have enough groceries in the refrigerator. I got ain't got enough money for the month. I got I got. If you don't work, you don't eat. And so, in my interpretation of Scripture, He's got so whacked out now. Faith without works is. What's doing the work, me or faith? Now, look, we all know that our, all the nations of our world are going to have a world summit pretty often to make decisions. And everybody gets all, wow, man, the world leaders meet together to make decisions for the world and all the nations. Whew. And the Lord's saying, in my kingdom, I'm having a summit too. Matter of fact, if you ain't figured it out, he said, I own the world and all that is in the world. All the hills and all the cattle and everything. He said, I own it all. I'm in charge and you can't change that. The only reason there's any trouble is because I've let you have some choices. And because you make bad decisions because you think you're smart. He's talking to me, the guy in the mirror. Because you think you're intelligent, you keep causing yourself trouble, son. And as long as you keep worshiping your reason, and you got a Bible study to back up all your reason and logic, that's the most arrogant reason you can serve. I got the book on you. Well, he said, "Now, no, what you did is you judged yourself. I'm talking about the guy in the mirror, not y'all, relax. Just trying to help y'all out to understand that I need prayer. I need Jesus. And posturing myself before him because I need him is the best thing I can do for me. But not only will it benefactor me to do that, it puts him back in charge of the detail of my life. And all of a sudden, I'm able to see how valuable you are. And I get to be who he wants me to be, that allows him to provide everything I need. And so since God is meeting with all of his sons, come on now, on a daily basis, the summit is happening every day. But how many are meeting with him so that he can finish what he started? we got to catch this, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus wants to finish something, and he can't do it without our availability. He needs his negotiators. Matter of fact, he chose to finish this thing this way, and he will not do it another way. It's how he gets his glory.
1: You want me to read that to you?
0: I'll read it to you. Thank God for spirit-led authors in the Bible. Amen. John chapter 14. says it this way in verse 12. Verily, verily, I tell you, whoever believes in me, that means follows. I just don't have a a mental awareness of Jesus. (laughs) I actually follow. That's believing. It has action in it those who believe will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the father. How's this happening now? And I will do whatever you ask. He's speaking to you and I right now. I'm going to do whatever you ask. When's he going to do this in my name? When you're in my name, so that the father may be glorified in his son. So what's happening when the father, what is happening when the father is being glorified? The son is actually revealing what the father is really like when the father's being glorified. What's the fr- father really like? I'm glad you ask. We have to get a little bit closer revelation of the Son, which has everything to do with who you are. Jesus left off a responsibility for you and I to pick up when he left. Was Jesus an intercessor? Was he an advocate? Did he negotiate on our behalf? Woo, somebody's going to catch us in a minute. Did the father take care of him while he was doing his duties? The only time he had any real trouble is when he chose to go in, and he yielded. The Spirit led him. He yielded. We got to yield, y'all. And he addressed all that was in the world when he went into the wilderness. And when he come out of the wilderness, he came out in power. He was on mission. Amen. Daddy's kids got to be taken care of. And he invites them to come follow him. Where's he going to take them? Into fellowship with the Father. To be who God planned for them to be from the very beginning. This is going to help somebody because you need some things to happen in your life. And you've been wondering why they're not happening because you've been asking. But the ask has not been the right ask. Amen? We have not because we ask not. Or, they okay? Well, then I've been asking. Well, we ask amiss. Well, how do you ask amiss out of his name? I've asked God for a lot of things he ain't given me. And since he's been talking to me for the last several decades, I begin to realize that I'm asking for stuff he's already given me but I can't have access to it because I won't step into a place to receive it. I'm hard-headed. Amen. Anybody like healthy relationships? Anybody like not worrying about anything? Anybody like health in your body? Amen. So we ask amiss. Amen. We out. We ask out of the love of the world that's in us we ask from the wrong motives this is so important for us to catch this today that's why having a heart change is huge we want daddy's motives in us eating us up with his fire and with his zeal and with his passion right and so The son shows us how to do it. God comes in flesh. God became man. Amen. And was tempted in all points as we are. So he could really help us. And he shows us how to be daddy's negotiators. To stand in the gap to make the difference and to be an advocate. He shows us how to make daddy's business top tier. And to find out what that business is, every person that's in our path, that's his business. And the only way he can get to them on the level he wants to, he needs a son a negotiator, a child of God that has the heart of their father. And they only say what their father says and they only do what their father does because they see it. They have vision. Did y'all know every one of us in this room right now, has the potential to step in that right now in this very moment in this while I'm ministering, you and I can be filled with that spirit. That's, that's the source that makes all the difference. Matter of fact, for me to negotiate on behalf of you, I need God in me. I need him in me being Lord of his house king of his kingdom, amen, and if he has been given liberty to come into his house, and then the potential of him being formed in me is really great now. Apart from him getting in, I can hang around him all day long, and the enemy can manipulate me and control me while I'm hanging around him. And the enemy's so good at that he'll make you think it's Jesus talking to you. And you stay offended with heartburn, frustrated, full of anxiety, depression, <laughs> emotionally stressed out, and the enemy will join with you, and he'll put the very blame on the thing that you're supposed to be standing in the gap for. People. Anybody ever been offended with anybody? You know why you're offended with anybody? Because the love of the world's in you, not the love of the Father. Does anybody ever went to church and confessed the Lord Jesus Christ and wanted to knock somebody out before? He wasn't in his house yet. And if he was, he only had a tiptoe or toe in. I'm trying to make this light for y'all so you can relax because Together, what we can do, if we'll agree, where two or three agree, where two or three gather in my name, Lord, all of a sudden, God is everything, and his mission, people, is second. And I am a Steward. I get to be a steward. And if I'll step there and I'll humble myself to that calling, guess what? I get the kingdom. I get everything I need. I don't have to worry about food on the table. I don't have to worry about getting the lights, the bill paid. I don't have to worry about whatever. All worry goes. And I'm talking to powerful people right now. I'm talking about people that can hear God. I'm talking to great people that can see in the kingdom, amen, that we got to get the world out. We got to get the world out. Now, can I give you a few examples? Anybody want to be a child of Abraham? Oh, that's that. That's Israel's father. No, no. That's not what Jesus says. That's not what the, the apostle Paul writes. Abraham's a father of faith. And if you and I believe on that level, we are the children of Abraham by faith. Well, what makes Abraham important? He knew who he was. And he, and he didn't get filled with the Spirit like you and I get because Jesus made the difference. Now, after Jesus goes down into hell and takes death, hell, the keys of death, hell, and the grave, he leads captivity captive. <laughs> Abraham comes out and he's filled with the Spirit now because the debt was paid. There has to be a revelation, ladies and gentlemen, of the price that Jesus paid for me and you that comes to us. If I'm not careful... This hinders you being a child of Abraham because Abraham negotiated. We like to talk about Abraham coming out of Ur. Yep, God spoke and he come out. That's powerful. But he was Abram, but he got a name changed to Abraham, which gives us a little signal that he's coming into identity now. And he negotiated for the souls of Sodom. And everything he asked for, he got. Did y'all check that out? Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. Abraham negotiated for the souls of Sodom, for the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. And God, that's what he wanted from him because God loved everybody in Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham is showing us who God designed us to be as intercessors, negotiators on behalf of what God's in love with. And because Abraham took his identity seriously, was he blessed? Did God take care of him? Did the whole, did the, the, the then known world, were they afraid of Abraham? Uh-huh. Well, I don't know if that's what I want people to be afraid. No, no, the spirit of the world feared Abraham because he was in his identity as a son to God, did uh, Moses negotiate for Israel when God says, "I'm fixing to wipe them out," and Moses stood up and did exactly what God's heart was, and he negotiated and he got everything he asked for. I'll give him just a few of examples. Did Esther? walk up into the throne room when she could have died for doing so? And did she negotiate for a nation? Hmm. Isn't that interesting? We ain't even got on this side of the cross yet. You tracking? And so God has a plan for you and I that includes us living up to being powerful sons, his negotiators for his glory. And the enemy's working overtime to stop, amen, the evidence of that. And how does he do that? How does he distract us from being the powerful (sighs) sons and daughters we are? Let me give you a few examples. You ever been critical of anybody before? Look, look, the Lord's been talking to me about this, and I've been finding out that I'm as critical as anybody. Pastor, you can't be that way. I may not say it openly, but I got so many Bible studies in me that people don't live up to. And the Lord says, son, i got to deliver you. <laughs> yeah, because when black and white, good and right, good and wrong, or whatever, good and evil, whatever, it, when, you, when you're measuring stuff, you don't even realize you're being critical, which is evidence that you think you're superior. The moment I entertain any kind of criticism, towards anybody, I'm confessing I have the world in me. And I actually believe that I'm superior to whoever it is I'm being critical of. And I forget that God loves them. And I'm automatically out of the name at that moment. I'm not in his name now. Because there's no possible way that you, if I'm critical towards you, You can be number two below God. I've made myself two, I think. I've really made myself God because only God is the judge. True? True? You have to face that, don't we? So criticism is one of the ways the enemy distracts us. So he's all in. You study your Bible, memorize it, get all the Bible study. Go get a degree in theology as soon as you can. The devil's all into that. I'm not against getting degrees, okay, and studying. I'm all in that. But study what the Lord's saying. Get the breath of God. The written word, it can help support the breath of God. Put it where it belongs. Don't make it God. Hello? Because if you never get the breath of God and you can quote the whole Bible, where, where did you wind up? Think about that for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. I love the book called The Bible because it keeps confirming I need Jesus <laughs> when I hear Him, if I have an ear to hear what the Spirit's saying. What's another way that I can be distracted from being God's negotiator, His intercessor, the platform that He needs to change the world? Huh? Well, I've got my own work. Anybody got your own work that you feel like is the will of God? Your own way of serving that you feel like is the will of God? Your own idea of what sacrificing for others look like? Anybody got, well, I've been sacrificing people all week, but you want to knock them out too. What's the problem here? You fed the poor. You clothed them. You, uh, you went and visited the prisoners, and you helped the, 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 the widows out and, and the orphanage, And but at the end of the day, you want, you want to shoot yourself because you just wore out, working hard for Jesus, been sacrificing for everybody. When am I going to get some pets on the back? And some of us can wear a mask and not ever be honest And make everybody think, man. (laughs) But when you get alone, it's like, man, I don't know about just sacrificing for people, man. People make me, I don't even see no more people right now. And what what about this one? You're working hard for the Lord. (laughs) The question is, what? empowers your identity today. What what empowers your identity? Is it your work for God and sacrifice for others and your idea of you know how everybody should live and none of that should ever be in the equation at all. There's only one thing that can empower your identity in God. One thing, and that's having a revelation of how he went all the way and gave everything that you and I might live. That he gave it all so that you and I could be a part of eternal life forever. A revelation of that should be the only thing that empowers you to be God's child, God's son or daughter, God's negotiator, his intercessor on behalf of his kingdom. Would that be true? But how many of us will say, "Well, I know the Lord died for me. I know he gave it everything." But do you have a revelation of it? Have has it really hit you yet what he actually did? Do you know? And if you don't know, you can because it's his promise. It's his promise it's the promise of the father the idea that i can be a witness because i can quote the bible that's messed up y'all you can only be a witness after you have received the promise that's why he tells them I want you to hang out don't you leave Until the promises come. And when the promises come, then you can be my witnesses. When did that change in our Christian world? And so lots of buildings are mostly full because Jesus said it, not me. Jesus said this, y'all. Y'all know He said it. Only a few be there that find it. But the most of the people that's doing didn't we do this in your name? And didn't we do that in your name? And didn't we accomplish this in your name? And Jesus said, I don't know you. You never let me in. Done a lot of work. Depart from me. Now, that sounds mean. But that's going on right now for, the, for, for, for mercy to be de- demonstrated, ladies and gentlemen. You know, when we fall on our face, the good thing is we're not dead yet. We can get back up and try it again. How many times has the Lord mercifully revealed to me my hard-headedness? He don't stop. This is ongoing. I just wonder what the next level of revelation is. And I've gotten to where I'm inviting it now because <sighs> I like the current of the spirit better than trying to be Mr. Righteous. Mr. Goody two shoes are trying to appear like I got it together. No. I need Jesus. Amen. And there's something about being honest with God and telling the truth that gets the devil on the run. And every one of us in this room today, I know, because God drew you here, you didn't we're not that smart. To arrive here, no one comes to Him unless the Spirit draws them. That's the only way we can step in to the miracle that God wants for us today and be who He says we are. Everybody catching that? Amen. No other possible way for us to have this. And so I'm encouraging you right now, Amen, to to be open to God coming and revealing to you the love that you have for the world and get honest about it. Amen. Say, Lord, I, I see this in me right now, and my Bible study don't support, and my idea of reasoning and the way I measure it and supporting you to give me the peace I need and the joy I need and the love I need, and so I'm find, I'm finding out I've been blocking you from being the daddy you want to be to me. And I need you to help me today and get this out of me. When he comes to his house, he comes like a river of living water in such a way that all that distraction, all that debris, come on, a a good storm sometimes makes a difference. It'll clean out all the junk you get them arteries in the spirit where it's supposed to be. And I can't tell you enough. Every one of us has access to the secret place of the Most High at any time we want it. We enter into our little secret place and closet for him. And he meets us there. What do we do? We stir up the gift. But what's the gift? Christ in us. We stir up the gift, praying in the Spirit. Why? Because I'm not going to love you like Daddy wants me to love you if I don't have his heart. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to negotiate on your behalf if my ear's not tuned in to what the Spirit's saying. If I'm wearing a religious mask that says I'm a good guy, I'm better than than all them people. So I must be on God's side. (laughs) The enemy loves that one. It's like (laughs) I want to be skinny. So I go stand beside the biggest person I can find so I can feel better about myself. I'm glad you could laugh because the Lord's really wanting us to get honest about the fact that the world has too much influence in us. And that's the God of the world. That's the voice of the one that speaks at the wide gate that looks just like Jesus. It's a Neo Jesus. It's another one, but it's not Jesus. And the masses Flood that gate. You know the tree by the fruit. What's the fruit, ladies and gentlemen? The fruit that Jesus is talking about is the Beatitudes there. That's the very nature and character of our Father. And we get to negotiate on behalf of him and his kingdom and his nature, amen, for the souls of everyone he's in love with. But, Pastor, you don't understand. They got bad fruit. They're evil. What's the bad fruit? The lust of the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. The bad fruit is the world. And the Lord wants me and you to get in and under the spout where the glory falls out so that we can negotiate, because that's what he's doing. He's reaching for them. He's giving them an invitation, but he needs a vessel that will let his breath come through them and utter out of them, come taste and see that the Lord is good. Come follow me as I follow Christ. (sighs) Amen. And so I've come to find out, y'all, some of my greatest experiences in God. <laughs> as, as Shireen said Friday, is when I prayed for the Judases in my life. Everybody has Judases in their life. Everybody's been portrayed on some level or another, more than once or twice or three times. It, yeah. Can you negotiate on behalf of the Judas in your life? You can if you're in the name. But if you're not in the name, you can't. You can, you can, you can kill them with the letter. Amen. We can give them the book on it, knock them out, or you can get in the spirit and let the spirit take over and let the breath of God come in you and let the river of living water spring up Ah, until all you can hear is what daddy's saying and all you can see is what daddy's doing and he ain't beating nobody up. He's reaching everybody, and he needs me and you to be betrayed so that we can need him on the level we need him, and he can be revealed. The son will show us who the father and what the father is like. Oh, yeah. I had a few knives in my back and I had a Bible study to support my my attitude. And it didn't work out well because I got drier and drier and more angry. And I started hurting the people around me I supposedly loved with my religious arrogance. And when I found out, this ain't working well. And I fell on my face before daddy and said, help. I got honest. I said, I can't do this. I'm destroying precious people around me and I'm, I, and I'm not being your son. And when I got honest and I told the truth and I let him know he already knew, but there's something about asking There's something about seeking and knocking that the kingdom comes. It wasn't long until the spirit of God on my face, it broke. (laughs) I didn't know it was going to happen, y'all, like a butterfly out of a cocoon. And instead of wanting to knock them out, I couldn't. I started trying to find them writing letters, repenting to God and wanting to repent to them for having an attitude that everything I thought that they'd done me wrong, I needed in my life. I needed them to do what they did so I could learn something about my father. Did y'all know the pain that's there is there so that you can find out what he's really like? But apart from him, you'll never know that. He's the only one that can reveal it. So let me say it again. What should power you and your identity is the revelation of what he did on your behalf by giving it all. And the way he does that is through baptism in water and in spirit. The wind blows where it wills. You can heal the sound of it, the phoné, the language of it. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Lord, give us an ear to hear what you're saying. Not what a preacher's saying, what you're saying. Amen. Is anybody ready to get honest with daddy today? Could we stand? God cannot negotiate for the harvest that he's in love with without your availability. He can't reach the people in my path unless I'm available and I'm in his name. When you're water baptized in the name of Jesus, you've just started a race. When you come up out of that watery grave and you receive the spirit and the fire, you just started a race. It's not about your personal experience with God altogether. It's about God's passion for who he called you to be that makes the difference. I need relationships in my life. And the enemy don't like me having healthy relationships. He wants them broken. And so he's all into this religious mindsets and these Christianese Methods and the idea of going to church instead of being the church. And so he's full of ways to distract me from ever allowing Jesus to be Lord. And I'm never really in the name because a little bit of personal reflection reveals the world is still there. You want to get rid of the world today, ladies and gentlemen? You want to get rid of all that's in the world? You want to meet with Daddy in his summit, the most important summit of all, on behalf of the world. Amen. He called you to be his negotiator, his intercessor. He's called me and you to stand in the gap, to make up the hedge, to repair the breach, to get sick and tired of being sick and tired and fall on our face and say, Lord, here I am. Do what you gotta do, but transform me. Give me the right heart. (laughs) With you, I can do anything. But apart from you, I have proved I can do nothing. I'm ready to see your glory. I will do anything he says that you ask in my name that the father may be glorified. People are important to you and me. Why? Because they're important to daddy. I refuse to be offended with someone God's in love with. And I refused to let the enemy convince me I have a right to be emotionally stressed out and manipulated by the fact that I've been treated wrong. After Jesus went to the cross and took all the whipping I should have had, he took it because he believed in his plan for me and you. And he's ready to meet us right here and right now and get that religious lying spirit on the run so he can have all of his house. Does anybody want that? Amen. Ah. If you want to get honest with Jesus today, I'll be the first one to tell you I'm talking to daddy right now a little bit more about giving him more access to his house. I'm getting more honest, y'all. I'm getting more real. I'm telling the truth better now. It's not what's wrong with you. It's what's wrong with the guy in the mirror that's got to get in the grave once and for all. Daddy's got to have liberty today. And if you want me to pray and agree with you, Daddy will meet us in his name to give you a testimony that will blow your mind an experience that will empower you to be the powerful person he says you are. You can leave here today not guessing, but knowing, full of revelation of his love that he performed 2,000 years ago just for you. Does anybody want that today? I invite you to come forward and come forward getting honest. Tell the truth on your way. If you need to stand there or sit there, that's your call. I just know there's energy in the spirit when we're making steps forward. It's amazing how heaven moves when lepers get up and start moving to where the miracle is. Amen. Get a vision of it. Run after it. God bless you. Just you and daddy now. Thank you, daddy, for your presence.